This is the Hook Better Leads podcast, and we're broadcasting live from Roofing Insights and Hook Agency Joint Boost at IRE. I'm with Dustin Beegler. How are you doing, Dustin? Real great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And so today we're going to be talking about bottlenecks that come up when you are leading a roofing company. What are some of those bottlenecks? What are some of the biggest ones you've seen? I, I'm imagining that people are coming to you every once in a while, I, probably more than you feel comfortable helping with roofing companies saying, I'm stuck. I, yeah, I do. And I, I, I love, by the way, being able to help. Uh, you know, I wish I would have sought people out when I was younger, I would have been further along. I categorize roofing bottlenecks into three categories. Your first bottleneck is profit or sales, right? When, when, when you're getting going, that's really what you need to worry about is revenue, mm-hmm. right? And then as soon as people figure out that problem, their next bottleneck is usually operations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, operations, you know, get solved by developing process in your company. Mm-hmm. And once you develop that that process, you know, that's usually the most painful part, but necessary. Once you, you do that, then it, it really becomes about the leadership mm-hmm. uh, in the company, you know, developing other leaders in the company. When when we decided to continue our, our growth in our company, you know, that required us to leave the current market we were in, not leave it, sorry, expand upon it mm-hmm. and go into a new market, right? Well, the current leadership can't be in both markets, you yeah. know, effectively. So you have to have that that right person with the right leadership being able to lead that that team. How important is character when you're talking to these other leaders? And I mean, you can tell me it's not at all, but I, in my experience, from what I can tell, character really does start to matter. And it's like, it's scary a little bit. When you say character, are yeah. you saying I'm like saying ethics? morals. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Talk Huge. to me about it. Why does it matter? Because if your team doesn't, tra- you know, you need a team in, a, in order to grow. Yeah. And no team is going to be attracted to somebody they just can't stand behind. It's no salesperson can effectively go sell in something they don't believe in, right? They've got to have their heart and soul in the company. And that just doesn't happen if you don't have the right character. There's been people that are leading, and I, I'm just kind of digging into weird topics here, but for fun, there's been people that build cool companies and then there's like a ethical failure or moral failure. Like, so somebody with not great ethics can build a company. How long does it last though, yeah. right? That's the question. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm thinking about this as something that's going to be around for long-term with yeah. continuous growth, right? And, and solid, I, like that it can't just easily like just evaporate yes, with some kind of crazy. You've just seen them explode yeah. and, and dissolve like overnight, yeah. right? And and that's what happens, I think, when bad character gets yeah. gets involved. So when you're actually like hire, I know it's a weird thing to talk about, but like when you're hiring, are you kind of looking for signs of like consistency and like, like how do you kind of figure out if people have that on a like, a couple interviews, like it's hard to hire well, and people lie. This is probably my unique, uh, I guess, opinion, but whenever I meet anybody, I always say there's always a level of trust there. It might be a low level, it might be a real high level, right? Yeah. Depending on, you know, what your interaction was with them and, and um, how well, you know, how much time maybe you spent with them mm-hmm. and maybe what situations you went through together, right? Yeah. And I know we try to identify as much as we can in an interview or 
maybe by calling the references. You know, wherever that level of trust is, I, I would think that your level of trust was somewhere in a good place, yep. right? When yep. If you decided, hey, this was a good fit, exactly. bring into my but company. But some people are really good at like right? making it feel like they're solid and then later on you're like, well, really? that's where I'm going. Like, as soon as you hire them, the trust is going to go this way or this way, Yeah. right? And I think if you do find out that they're kind of down here, you really say, hey, you know, who are we as a company? What are our values? Do, does this person fit our values? And if they don't, it's just, you know, let it go. Yeah, I think it might be a Gary Vaynerchuk quote that's like, hire, what is it? Hire slow, fire fast. And I think it was promote faster. It's a lot in there. But how do you feel about those things? What is, what is your, uh, your ethos on if you find out that there's less trust with somebody, like let's say that they don't have the work ethic and it's very obvious that you thought that they had when you I'm hired them. I'm gonna end my pain. I yeah. mean, that's only gonna, that's not gonna drag just like me down, right? Yeah. Not saying that we're not about people, right? Yeah. But if somebody doesn't have the work ethic, I'm doing a disservice to not only my people, yeah. but also that person, right? I wanna say, hey, you know what? The, the sooner that we free up their future, yeah. the sooner they can go find a better fit for them, right? Mm -hmm. Because not all companies require the same amount of effort, right? Yeah. There might be something they can go find and be really good at. Yeah. Maybe they just haven't found their niche, but they're not gonna go find it unless you release them, right? Yeah. They're gonna probably stick it out with you as long as they can, and they're not gonna be happy, you're not gonna be happy, and probably the people managing them aren't gonna be happy. So. I, I try to look at when you do have to let somebody go yeah. because of a, a situation like that. I don't try to view it in a negative way. It's mm -hmm. just, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're just not the right fit. And yeah. I, I, I feel we have an obligation to free that person yeah. so they can go find that thing that fits them. I really enjoyed uh, Dimitri's uh, quote in our thing about leadership around or attracting and retaining people yep. that talked about how most roofing owners think that people want to make 200K with all the requisite hustle and extreme week, you know, no yeah. less weekends and all this shit that sometimes entrepreneurs have. And a lot of them don't. And uh, it's you're, okay. You're absolutely yeah. right. Talk to me about that. Like, how have you seen that play out? And have you like lowered your expectations around like your salespeople, like, what they're in, like, I basically am trying to figure out how this plays out in your organization and if it does. Well, let me lead off with, with a quote that I've heard that I really like, yeah. okay? And and it's a little bit opposite, but it says okay. something about a, a good leader to, uh, takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they may not want to go, but should be, yeah. right? And I do believe it is, uh, you know, the leader's responsibility to make people reach their potential mm -hmm. right because that is when we experience progress that's when people are happiest yeah they really are and if you're not experiencing progress somewhere in your life or you know especially in your career you've got to experience it somewhere or you're mm -hmm. just not happy that's tony robbins right there but I, I i really believe that and so i i do stress that it's important to take people to reach their potential but there's also a point where 
people become unhappy if you're just driving numbers, numbers, numbers. Mm -hmm. You can do more, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And that's not the lifestyle everybody wants to lead. I mean, it, it may not be a healthy lifestyle for some people, depending on what their family situation. Did you situation. do that? Did you have a period of extreme hustle where oh, you- Oh yeah, like, when I, but I was young, I was What were you single, working like, like? What was, when you went through that period, let's say if somebody is just watching this and they're, you know, that, you know, 200K to 5 million mark. What what did you do? What was your, how many hours a week were you oh, working? Oh man, I, oof. Everything, yeah. literally everything. I, you know, when I got up in the morning, I'd basically get dressed and get get, get after it, right? Yeah. And then I would be, man, when I was working a storm, I'd be out till 11, 12 o'clock mm -hmm. very often, mm -hmm. whether maybe it was going to the bar at that time yeah. just to meet people, make relationships. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in a new town, right? But yeah. it, it's so important. Like yeah. it's all about relationships. And as soon as you can establish those relationships, mm -hmm things start clicking, right? When did you kind of start to wind a little bit of that? Because obviously that's not sustainable for the no. long term. I'm certain that you're not working. Well, I'm not no. certain, but you probably aren't working I'm, 80 hour weeks. No, I'm not. So what are, <laughs> when did you decide? And I feel like I have to work less now. I personally, like for me, it feels like I have to like, just so I don't get burned out as a leader. Yeah. So when, when was that moment for you? When did you start to go through that change? Well, I'll tell you what, when I was doing that, I was making less money. I was doing everything wrong, right? I, everything was a band-aid over everything because yeah. I didn't feel I had the time or whatever. And and once I figured out like, hey, you know what? What the power of a team can be, like mm -hmm. putting other people in, in places where they can take care of some of these mm -hmm. things and, and uh, really own it and then promote. Yeah everything got better, right? Yeah. I was I was working less hours and you know, people were able to move up through the ranks in the company because there was opportunities there, right? But I, I mean, really that I think should be a red flag for anybody. If they're doing that, what I just talked about, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're, you're making less money than you should. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're uh, not focusing on the things you should, you know, mm -hmm. as the owner of a company or a leader of a company, you got to look at what you're spending your time on yeah. and are those the activities that are really going to um, drive growth, profitability, mm -hmm. opportunity, right? For the people in the yeah. organization. I don't you're think not fixing so. Some of the th Sometimes I think it's you're not fixing some of the things that you should fix because you're, you're, you're band-aiding, like you said, band-aiding over them with hustle almost. Like, yes. So at a certain point, you almost have to like constrain yourself so that you can actually fix stuff. Yeah. You, you can you can go from 70 hours a week to 55 hours a week and then actually see what needs to be fixed, not just fix it with the extra 15 hours on whatever the weekend. You said it really well. Yeah. I mean, you can go too far either direction yeah. though. For any leader out there, mm -hmm. I think another tip I would give is if you're too far the other way, you know, you can get too far removed from maybe the, the little things that are happening in oh, your company. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Make sure you go down and, and spend a day doing those activities mm -hmm. you used to do because yeah. you think you remember what's going on or you yeah. think you're in touch, but sometimes maybe even the frame of mind that you were yeah. in when you were doing those things and the frame mm -hmm. of your mind you're in now or the experience that you have now, mm -hmm. you might go back into that and go, oh my God, man, why didn't I think yeah. of this? I can make this better for everybody right yeah. now. Like I didn't see it before, but with your new frame of mind or the 
level of experience you have, it's so good to step down into the company and do some of those roles just for a day or spend a little time with it. And, and you will uncover a lot of inefficiencies and things that can get better. I think a lot of our clients, I see this summer push happen where their cash flow goes wonky. So if you don't mind, and you can tell me you don't want to talk about this, but like, talk to me about, is it a solid relationship with a bank that really made it, like, where did you figure out how to fix cash flow in the summer? Mm -hmm. When, whenever, like a lot of these guys, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you've experienced some of this, where you're out, you know, well, it's you, one or the other. Yeah. Some roofers are broke in the winter and some are broke in the summer. Okay, so, right? yeah. And, and so, I, I mean, normally the smaller, companies are, are kind of broke in the winter. Okay. Right. The, the guys that are, you know, doing a little more volume are feeling that stress in the Save summer. Say you're 5 million roofer, like a five. Yes. Million. You're going to feel that deal? pain in what, the summer. I just, it's funny to me from the outside to observe it. Cause we see it a little bit and like, I'm like, how, how could we help? Like, how can we help with them in these moments? And how can they fix that a little bit? Like when they're, they've got so many jobs in progress and like, how do you, how did you deal with that? Okay. Well, let me, let me, that's a really specific yeah, question. It so. is. And I, I, I can tell you exactly what we, you know, how we approached it is number one, you know, look at your business from a, a standpoint of what are my fixed expenses and you know, what are costs of goods sold? Right. Mm -hmm. I think when you structure your company, you really want to do as many things as you can that make sense on cost of goods sold. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if something slows down, it's not, pulling away from your mm, business. Yes. It, it's people get more reward that way anyway. It so drives, make it flexible costs. Make sure everything you can do is flexible costs if you can make it that way. Yes, yes. based on revenue, right? Yeah. You know, and it drives people to do what you want them to do yes. anyway. They get rewarded. I always say people do what you, they, you yeah. pay them to do, right? If yeah. you pay somebody by the hour, you're paying for their time. They're gonna be there from eight to five. They don't really yeah. care how productive they are, Yeah. but you paid for their time, you're gonna get it. If How about managing incentives? So I'm hearing you say incentives. What what system specifically do you use to manage incentives internally? Um, well, we, we just, just have somebody there that's a who. I, I wish we had a, a little more software behind that. Yeah. I, and I'm looking for it. I think yeah. there are some solutions out there, yeah. but. Um, this is an individual that kind of, is there like a money? We, yeah. we, we do have like a, basically rewards yeah. you know that happen along the way okay right it's still based on cost of goods sold yeah. as much as possible though right like we have tier structures in yeah. our payment or pay structure yeah. right when i look at let's let's put it this way i don't know how many roofing companies this relates to but when i look at the way we run ours we have a lot of we have w2 employees yeah. right so when i look at my cost for an employee i've got a truck that they each have. I've got phones, you know, laptops, mm -hmm. their fuel, their their 401k, their health insurance, right? All yeah. the, the things that an employee is gonna cost me, whether they sell anything or not, yeah. right? I'm gonna have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So I look at it and I go, okay, would I rather have one salesman that sells a million bucks or two salesmen that sell half a million each? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd rather have the guy that yeah. does one yeah. because my cost, my fixed yeah. cost, really diminishes right in half literally yeah. so we reward that behavior of mm -hmm. you know being an exceptional salesperson yeah. with you know compensation for you know so that's why we put it's not usually just numbers at that point it's also like you managing might have, they might have the, a better 
Yeah, you might have well, a better time. Well, they're going to be happier too. Yeah. Well, that means they are finding success in your company. Yeah. There's so many reasons it makes sense. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I want people that are making money in my company. Yeah. I don't want people that are struggling. That's, yes. That, that means they're not the it's right It's also fit. so much more to manage when Sony yeah. does it. When you Do you want to manage yeah. two yeah. people or one, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. yeah. And, and the other thing I'll go to off that, that yeah. profitability thing is, you know, make sure that you, you pay yourself a salary, mm -hmm. right? I, I think it's tempting for a lot of entrepreneurs to, to look at that bank account and think there's money in there mm -hmm. and start maybe spending money on themselves personally. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, delayed gratification is one of the most, yeah. It's like compounding interest, right? Yeah. Like it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your business is that mm -hmm. delayed gratification. It's good. You know, that's good. And also look at how many people require a, a down payment before they start their job. That mm. makes a huge impact on the operating costs of yes. your, your company. Okay. I, I think that honestly, we didn't start requiring uh, money down because of the cash flow issue, but it helped incredibly. Yeah. But we, we did require it because, you know, we, we had so many bankruptcies happen back in, you know, former years. I thought, man, we're just getting all of these because we don't require any money down and yeah. everybody else does. And then it like eliminated that problem. But it also fixed that other that cash flow problem, mm. you know, but it's good. Yes. Have a solid relationship with your bank. Don't run your company on any, you know, loan sharks or credit cards or whatever, your banker is going to help you run a, a healthy business. They're going to tell you when you're overextending yourself. They're going to give you good, healthy advice anyway that you that's may one of those not have. Exactly. And that's, that is one of those economies of scale, though, that bankers will start listening to you a little bit more if you actually are doing some real business. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. But yeah. I've been educated by yeah. them a lot in my past. I mean, that's awesome. So they're, they're telling you tips about how to manage this and they're making sure that you got the right lines of credit and you're not just well, I mean, when it. they get worried, you should get worried. Yeah, right. There you go. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, they they have ways of identifying things in your business, too. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe some of us don't have at some yeah. level. When I started, I was a, an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I needed every help I could get. Yeah. So any other last little tip? Because I think this is a good one. Cash flow piece for roofers. And, you know, it does relate to leadership, too. I mean, if, if you're stressed on cash flow, it can mess up the way you're talking to your employees, and the way you're like oh, yeah, building mood. your systems. Yeah, totally. I, I will say this. I think as a as a, a cap on this, I've always heard that that saying the bottleneck's always at the top. Yeah. Right. And I think as a, any leader, that's kind of an extreme ownership mentality mm -hmm. there that to say, hey, it's me. Anytime something's wrong in your company, it's you, right? Yeah. And if you can if you can uh, expand yourself, then you know, speed of the leader, speed of the troops, right? Yeah. And I, I really think uh, that is one of the greatest things that you can do to have a team that operates the way you want them to operate, right? Even when you talk about ethics or anything else, when they see you take responsibility, they're gonna in turn be like the leader, right? Yeah. That, that's just the way it goes. That's good. You're gonna have the, the kind of attitude you want in your company. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Let you get to uh, more of IRE and uh, 100%. Thanks for having it. me, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you.